Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type, like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. I'm really excited about this guest today. I have been a fan of hers for years now. The work she creates, the images she captures, and the art she puts into the universe really blows my mind. A lot of you may already know her work. But after listening to this episode, you're going to learn a little bit more. This is B. Walker's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> Hi, B. It's so good to have you on the show. I don't think I have the words to describe how excited I am to be talking to you. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm really stoked to be a part of this. The podcast is so amazing. Oh, thank you. So um, I want to dive right into this. But before we do, can you please introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what you do? My name is B. Walker. Um, I am a photographer, a creative, and um, just a regular girl trying to make my way in America. (laughs) Aren't we all? That's wonderful. I have been a fan of your photography and your husband's for years now. And it's just absolutely beautiful to see you guys bloom and blossom in your professional careers. But before we talk about that, I want to I want to know what it's been like to be young, black and married in this day and age, because I'm also young, black and married. So it's amazing to connect with other couples of color. And I just really want to know how that's been for you and Raj, just walking through a career together, but also just this world. I don't quite have anything to compare it to, to be honest. One of my major gripes about marriage is that people don't talk about it enough. So um, so I guess this is the opportunity to just go ahead and like say from my perspective. Absolutely. Um, go for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it starts with like a lot of passion and love and excitement and desire. I think there's a process there was a process for me, at least of kind of like changing. It's like, I just, my identity kind of became something else. And at the beginning of that experience, I was so afraid of that feeling. Like I was like, I don't know who I am. Am I losing myself Mm. in this experience or in this person? And I couldn't quite like all the lines and boundaries I had about like who I was just started changing and moving, sort of disappearing, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was really difficult for me. I mean, that's just my personal experience. Of course, like in the marriage, like my husband's wonderful. We have great times together and we were, we were growing, we've grown in so many different ways. Um, and that started like from the minute we met. So, you know, all of that is happening simultaneously, but just like in myself as a person, um, I started to be really confused and I didn't know anyone who could understand what I was experiencing. And like, you know, now we're like Roger's just saying, we're like six years in about to be six years in. Oh, and, wow. uh, Wow. I know. It's so crazy. I'm just like, what is time? <laughs> what is it and where does it go? It's crazy. Yeah, it really, it really um, flies in a lot of ways. 
Um, but in that time, I think I've noticed that, um, everybody like changes and grows and identity is really a shifting thing in a lot of ways. So, um, it's not so scary to have that feeling, you know, there's times of like solid ground and the times of like feeling like you're bobbing on water. Yeah. Um, and so that's just been kind of like riding the wave and, and, um, having fewer and fewer expectations, you know, that is so relatable because so Ryan will, and I will be married um, for two years on the 28th of this month. And <laughs> it's so funny. Congratulations. We're pre- thank you. We're prepping for a move, too. So we're also like just navigating that space. So I had said, OK, babe, so the 28th, you know, is going to be our first official day in the new place. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's also our wedding anniversary. And I had completely not forgotten, but it just kind of slipped my mind. And I'm like, how has it been? two years and I can totally relate to your saying you know that whole identity thing in marriage like navigating the space of being individuals right but then living this cohesive life together and apart so that's been interesting for me moving through marriage and being a young woman of color you know with two children and a husband it's just like how do I stay myself And then how do I accept the different shifts that come along with, you know, motherhood, wife life, as my husband likes to call it, and all the everything else in between. Um, So I like how you mentioned sometimes it's, you know, just solid ground and then sometimes you're bobbing on water. And that is literally exactly how I would describe it. It's always shifting and taking shape but if you're standing in love and in marriage with someone who you have fun with and who you're friends with right it just makes the process and the experience so much more great so shifting gears just a little bit you mentioned you and your husband not only um work together but you guys create some pretty magical things together how has that been working alongside the person that you go home to at night i sometimes i think that every single relationship is like, it's like a fingerprint, you know, Mm. and the variations just are endless. There's no two are the same. Um, but yet like socially people believe that marriages are a certain way. Right. And so it's like, Oh, that's kind of how I feel like it's, it's, it feels great. It feels like working together and coming and being at home together, being married and creating together, like, it works for us. Um, but it, it does always feel like something that needs like warrants explanation, mm. you know, cause yeah. these people have a certain idea of like, Oh, marriages work like this or people who work together, work together like this. And this is like some odd combination. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't really, so I never really know how to explain it. Of course it's their, their challenges, but I don't think they're more than the challenges in any other relationship. It just is because it's, the thing we share is work. So mm. to be totally honest, like everything in my relationship is brand new to me. Like I had very conventional ideas. Like our, my husband and I's relationship is nothing like my parents' relationships or any of my grandparents' relationships. So, um, even for me, I'm just sort of like, honestly, at on the crest of the wave and I'm just riding it out. Like, okay, let's just see what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. And, but it's been a blessing to be able to like make so much. There's so many experiences I know I wouldn't have had if I were just trying to direct my own life. And if I didn't have someone or if I didn't have Raj's 
specific influence, you yeah. know, I, my life would not be like this. Absolutely. So. That's powerful. And I, I love that, that, that fingerprint metaphor, just all relationships are so different. And I feel similarly to you because, you know, I've never seen a marriage work, right? So for the longest time, I figured I would never get married. And then I met Ryan and I was like, oh, well, if I get married, I'm going to marry this guy. And how are we going to navigate this space of being together forever? And I think that at some point it kind of scared me because I'm like, okay, I've never seen this work. I've never seen this come to fruition, but I feel like love is a choice. And every day I wake up, every day he wakes up, we're we're choosing each other. We're choosing to stand in this marriage and this commitment and this deeply rooted friendship together. And I think that that's what really brings couples together, whether they work together or, or not, you know, um, it's, it's been a ama- it's been an amazing journey and it's really awesome to hear you say that you're just riding the wave like just let it happen <laughs> and just work through it and walk through it whatever those it's may be and a lot of people are always asking me about marriage and what's that you know how, how is that and how does it work for you and it's just like the questions are so hard to answer because it's like it just works and then sometimes it doesn't and then we have to recenter and figure out like okay How are we walking through this together? Hmm. I love that you said love is a choice. Um, I feel the same way about my work. And I'm really still trying to figure out another way to describe it because work is not really a great like word for what it is. But yeah, it's a choice every day to keep at it because passion waxes and wanes, you know. Um, And I've come out of a period where I wasn't photographing really at all. And I had to sort of face the reasons why. And it's difficult because like personally within myself, there's like so much insecurity when it comes to creative work, but also like creative business, like kind of being like a professional creative. Mm. Um, It's not really my, well, one, it was never my goal and it's not really my interest. Um, And But it's also something that not not that it's necessary, but it's kind of like the marriage thing. It's like a lot of people have ideas about how things work. So when I uh, I take photographs and I put them out Mm -hmm. and then people consider me a photographer. I mean, I also consider myself a photographer, but then there's a whole host of assumptions that come with that. Like when it comes to, oh, this person will photograph for money or this person would be interested in photographing this particular thing. Or mm-hmm. if I approach them, maybe we can work together to make X, Y, and Z. And um, even though I, I like to take pictures, I haven't really, I don't know how much I really thought about what that means for other people, right. you know? Right. And so um, sometimes I get myself into situations where I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> meeting like, um, you know, it's like, oh, someone reaches out and they're like, we'd love for you to shoot this because we love your work. And I find myself in a situation that I guess is not really the way that I work. Um, mm. And rather than being like, oh, this is just something that happens all good. I, I took a lot of that stuff very personally, like, oh, maybe I'm I'm not good at this kind of thing. I want to dive into that because not enough people share those fears specifically in naming their craft and also being like, 
am I really what I say I am, you know? And in this creative life, I mean, I've, I've had those moments where, you know, I'm like, do people want to read this? Do people care, you know? Or I don't know, just those insecurities in, in being a creative entrepreneur or being in the creative space. It's always kind of like, okay, I'm putting, I, I wrote this for me or, or you, or you took a picture for you. Right. And then you share it and then it becomes for everybody. And then it's like, how do you navigate those spaces? So I'm really glad that you said that. And I want to kind of dive deeper into, into that. Like you said, you stopped taking pictures for a while and you had to kind of dig deep and figure out why when you were in your moment of like okay I'm just gonna take a step back what came to the surface for you and when did you decide to reemerge? because I remember um you were on social media and then I think you weren't and then you came back and it's like starting fresh and starting new and social media is such a tricky place to navigate anyway and we'll touch on that just a bit but as you were you know gone and and taking your space and trying to figure things out what came up for you oh so many things um so I already spoke a little bit about just the insecurity of like I don't know if I'm any good at this Mm -hmm. or um what it's worth that that was a really big one I was just like I don't know if this is worth anything and Mm -hmm. and not in the sense that I wanted to reap something from it but just I, I felt like I was sharing a lot of work and I wanted it to make a difference. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean like save babies necessarily or anything, but just meaning like be valuable to people. And, um, really what, what happened is I took a a trip to Italy with my parents for my mother's 60th birthday. And Mm -hmm. I was just so excited to take pictures of everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did. I had a wonderful time photographing. I love the images. But one thing I noticed is there were hundreds, maybe thousands of people taking their own pictures. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't know if you've been to Italy, but it's like selfie stick capital have, of the world. I have not been to Italy, but I want to be. And selfie stick capital of the world is hilarious. <laughs> it's it's unreal, like just everywhere, you know. And uh, I just had to face that in me. What came up was that like, nobody needs my picture of the Vatican, you know, Mm. like Mm. they have like the people who are there have their picture. They're, they're taking the picture that they want for themselves. Like my picture of the Vatican is like not for anybody or, or it's not like, it doesn't have value in the sense that like, um, I can, I, I don't know. I'm having, kind of struggling with words, but it didn't have value to me in the sense that like I was giving someone something that they couldn't just have themselves mm. or that they weren't already satisfied with their iPhone version. Mm. Um, and so I was like, I have this great camera and I'm capturing this image, but I have to be honest with the fact that part of it is for me. Uh, a big part of it is for me because like anybody who wants it will just take it and they are currently taking it, you know, like, right, right. <laughs> and then everyone's looking at their own images. So, um, yeah, I just felt like I wasn't necessarily adding anything and I, and, uh, so that's one thing that came up. Um, and another thing that came up was sort of, um, oh, I just had to deal with the fact that I felt just like not very good at it. Or like that I had certain skills or have certain skills. Like I know I know how to take a picture. I know how to use a camera. Um, but that there are so many different skills that go into um, 
producing a, a great piece of work and getting it to people and having people see it and be moved by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I couldn't do it by myself. Like one thing I love about taking pictures is it's like a very solitary activity. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't take the picture and share it and have the impact and reach the people and do all the things that I wanted to do with that photo by myself. Mm. Um, and that's where I had to kind of like deal with my ego because I was holding on to like, I want to do it on my own. Um, and again, this is where I'm like blessed to be in relationship with a really wonderful person is like, Raj has skills in those areas where I don't have skills, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's what I was doing when I wasn't taking my own pictures is like, or what I have been doing is, um, contributing to our joint effort, you Mm -hmm. know, and feeling like I can be all right if I'm not the photographer in the room and I can be all right knowing that like, if I do the dust removal or if I schedule the people to come to the studio that like, together we're building towards something bigger than I could make by myself. Mm. So kind of like that sense of community and leaning on the people around you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey Girl is brought to you by Skillshare. I love Skillshare. You guys have heard me say this before, but I'm a student on their platform and it is so fun to be able to dive into these different classes that they offer. Right now, I'm exploring the creative writing classes. One that's really standing out to me is by Ashley C. Ford and her course is called Creative Personal Writing, Write the Real You. What I love most about Skillshare is that it's an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative entrepreneurs skills. You can take a class in everything from photography to creative writing like I am, design to productivity and more. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare definitely has a class for you. Lifelong learning is important because it keeps our minds open and moving and creative. I love that Skillshare has a little bit of everything for everyone. Join Join the millions of students, including myself, already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you use my code. That's right. Skillshare is offering Hey Girl listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl to start your two months now. You will not regret it. Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun. It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas? FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. 
So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200-plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between $269 to $467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo Tie-Dye Bowls. Many of the product's individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11-year-old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. A lot of people, myself included, struggle with that same exact thing. Like, can I do it by myself? And I'm an introvert. So it's like, I'd rather do things <laughs> by myself in quiet alone. And when I'm unable to do that, or when I find myself needing other people, I've learned to lean into that a little more because we need each other in this life, big or small, doesn't matter the task. I was um, having a conversation the other day with a woman and I told her once I started realizing that I need other people, things started shifting for me. So I would I was that girl who was always like, I don't need anybody. I don't want any help. Um, and then I realized that's just the silliest way to live, because at the end of the day, we need people. So an example would be if I'm relying on the bus driver to get to work, I take the bus every day, public transit, and they're not on time. That's going to mess up my day. I need them to be on time. I need them to drive safe. I need them to get me to point A to point B. So I've started looking at things like that. Like I'm allowed to need people and I'm allowed to let people help me. And that's something I have struggled with my entire life. And now at 28, I'm finally getting it. And um, I can relate to, to what you shared. And I really appreciate you being vulnerable enough to say, hey, like I just sometimes I just don't know. And most of the time, everybody doesn't know. We're just trying to figure it out. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I totally feel you on that being an introvert and, and learning how to how to rely on people in mm -hmm. a sense and how to be how to do things together. Um, it's definitely a challenge, but yeah, like it's, it's, um, heartening to know that, you know, like really great things come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shifting gears just a little bit. How is it being a woman of color in the photography space? Because there's not many great female photographers that are black. And I want to know from you, how has that 
shaped the way you shoot and the type of work that you take on or find yourself being involved in? Yeah. Um, oh, that's such a great question. Um, there are really great female photographers of color. There's so many out there. Oh, um, good to know. Um, yeah, Gazi Amezi is like my favorite person in the world. Just as a person, she's a great photographer. Um, there's so many people. Um, I could go on and on, but um, it's it's good. It there is that feeling, and so I know why people do say that. Like there are not a lot of black female photographers because there is sometimes that feeling of like. Oh, is there anyone out in the space? But there are. There's so many people. Adrian Raquel. There's just so many great people I could just like list forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, who are doing completely different work and in different perspectives with different um, industries and stuff like that. And that's it's really great to see. Um, I I don't know if it informs my work necessarily, like my personal work, because like I said, so much of what I photograph is just because I'm interested in it. Um, and, and maybe in that sense, it does. That's how it informs. Um, I mean, that's how like my blackness informs my work is in that I just photograph things that are interesting to me. And I'm a, a, a woman of color. So that's how it kind of like filters in. Right. Um, but what I have noticed is that um, there are so many um, young creatives of color who are looking for people who they can relate to um, for inspiration or for like guidance or just as like a touchstone. And um, that part has been really unexpected for me. Like for, there was a time when I was like, Oh, are are people just following me because like they're really into my hair or something? Is Mm -hmm. it like a, like Mm -hmm. a physical thing? Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of young females. And I'd be like, is that what it's about? Cause like, I didn't really get it, but, now when I actually speak to people, which is one reason why, like, you know, the break from social media has been really great for me is just like, I'm actually speaking to people and yeah. they'll tell me why they're following or why they're interested. And it inevitably comes down to, um, photography or image making or just like creative life. And, and that's just been, it's really overwhelming for me. It's like, it's so unreal mm-hmm. to ever imagine that there are um, people younger than me, some of which are like 10 or 15 years younger than me who are just in awe and excited and want to learn something. And I guess for me, I always wanted to be a teacher, but like, I guess I was put it off to like thinking I have to be older and older and older before Mm -hmm. I'll have anything to give. Um, but just being able to connect with young creatives of color, male and female, Mm -hmm. and, um, feel that sense of like, Okay, I'm just going to say it. I feel uncomfortable saying it, but like I really feel like this level of like respect mm. um that is so touching to me. Like I cuz I'm just a person. I feel like a very sometimes inadequate person, but when I meet young people who are creative and they're like, you know, I've been following you since I was like 14 or wow. something. Mm-hmm. That that is breathtaking to me because I know what it's like to be 14 and be like creative but not really have an outlet or Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. not know who you can talk to about that stuff like I know what that feels like so when people come up to me and they say that that's like where they're coming from like I even get teary-eyed now thinking about it because it's like it's just so emotional to me I'm like how did I get to how did I become that person Mm -hmm. for someone but Mm -hmm. um, I'm still just I mean 
that I'm really grateful for. Cause like, I wish I had someone that I could have been like, Hey, so I think I might want to take pictures yeah. or I think I'm interested in fashion or something like, can you, I don't know, point me in some direction or yeah. give me something, you know? So in that sense, it's been, it's really great. I love that I'm able to be young women of color who's creative and out there that people can reach out to and be in touch with. Like that's, I mean, it's, like it's amazing. For me. It's amazing. I feel the same way. I listen. <laughs> I feel the same way when people are like, your work has has touched me. Your uh, affirmations have helped me write affirmations every day. Your self-care um, teachings have really shifted how I take care of myself. You know, like when I, I, I get the same chills and goosebumps and teary eyes I, I can just hear the emotion in your voice and I can it resonates with me so much because it's like me, you know, and a, a woman, a young, a, a young woman who who struggled. And then I found my voice and then I had to really step out into vulnerability and share my story because I felt like it could help someone else. And to know that it's helping someone else, it's it's mind blowing to me. I'm absolutely honored and I, I know that you are honored and, and your mind is blown too, which is just, it's just an amazing, it's just amazing. That's all I can really say. You, you were listing off of a couple of female photographers who are women of color that are wonderful and I actually follow both of those women on social media and I would love for you to share a few more if you can for the listeners so they can, you know, go and, and check out their work and also be inspired by someone who looks like them and is creating beautiful things. For sure. Okay. There's Christina Noabugo, who's based in London. Her Instagram is by Noabugo. She's amazing. Also beautiful, lovely, just light of a human being. I just started following Renelle Medrano, who I'm sure like a lot of people know about. I think she photographs Solange and like, she is just like, her work is gorgeous. She shoots medium format. And I just love her work. Mm. Um, she's amazing. Hannah Faith. Oh, yes. She's actually Love like her. photographer, <laughs> DJ, just like florist. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's an amazing human. Yeah, I mentioned Adrian Raquel. I love how it's like everything is pink in her world. Me too. Me oh, too. My. Just makes me so. I go to her feed sometimes and I just, I don't even click the pictures. I just scroll because everything just looks so therapeutic and beautiful. You're just like, wow, how did she make that? How did she make exactly. that photo? It's amazing. My husband and I interviewed her for, my gosh, we've done so many things in series and I don't even remember what we interviewed her for. <laughs> um, but it was amazing. She's just a beautiful person. She told a really great story about um, when she first shaved her head. And um, But uh, Nadine Ijewere, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Forgive me, people. Um, <laughs> but she's a really amazing photographer, too. Foxy Neela, that's her Instagram. Um, but her name is Neela. Yumna, who I really love, uh, met her in, what's that place? In Oakland, in California. Mm. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing Iranian photographer who's based, she's American. Um, I think she's based in London. I also recently started following someone named Karishma, Karishma Pranjivan. I really like her work. She's got some like beautiful 35 millimeter work that she's done in India. And I just love, 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 love that. Wow. I really just love being able to share other women, specifically women of color in creative spaces, because, you know, it was great to hear you say there are there are so many, but so many of us don't know there are so many. So it's like, how do we mm -hmm. find these women and build 
community and and support around around them and their work. So I really appreciate you um, going through your your follow your following and you know just sharing that because it matters totally it matters a lot um oh my pleasure yeah there's just so many talented people yeah and that's important what you're saying is just getting more and more eyes so that you know people are like oh wait there is like there is like a really great community people yes yes um, we always say that when um raj and i are talking about um you know we get people approach us for all types of things and all types of work um from time to time, they approach us because they like what we've done, but they want something very specific. Mm. And um, we always have this conversation like, you know, there are people who do very specific things very well. And it's almost better to go through the sort of uncomfortable feeling of having to reach out to someone that you don't really know or you're not really sure how they'll take it um, because you really appreciate what they do and how they do it um, rather than trying to. <laughs> fit someone else that you're right. more comfortable with into a box right you know yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense I mean I feel like that happens a lot and that discomfort is what gets people you know scared but I find that stepping into fear is the only way we're able to move forward and that goes from you know asking somebody that you don't know to do something for you perhaps or stepping into a career that's new or stepping into love after you've been heartbroken. Like there's so many ways that that can be translated. So as we wrap up, as we wrap up this interview, I want to ask you two questions. The okay. first question is, how are you standing in your power today? Wow, that's a beautiful question. <sighs> okay. I feel like my answer is a list of things. <laughs> list them. That's it's, fine. <laughs> yeah. It's meditation, breathing, yoga, <laughs> writing, getting sun, you know, stepping out into vulnerability, like you were saying earlier, just in the small. Um, and like meeting, meeting my day with what it presents to me, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's taking a detour or sometimes it's spending longer on something than I expected. All of it is just like the way I stand in my power really is by meeting what's right in front of me. Mm. I love that. How does self-care show up in your life as a wife and an individual and a woman who is navigating a creative career? How do you step back and take care of you? Oh my gosh, self-care is so important. Wow. I, I do yoga. That's really huge. If if every single thing in life is falling apart, I know that like literally one sun salutation is going to be enough. Mm. If that's all I can muster, that's going to be enough. <laughs> um, so yoga is a really, really important part of my self-care. And then, you know, if I, if there's more, if there's space, like I'll take it, I'll, I'll fill up like most of my day with as much self-care as I can in different ways. To be absolutely honest with you, I've cut out pretty much everything else in my life besides creative life, mm -hmm. attending to my relationships and, and self-care. Everything else to me is self-care. Mm. Like, just don't make room for things that don't fit into that mm -hmm. category, mm -hmm. into those three categories. Like, so either I'm, I'm making something or I'm somehow involved in, like, growing um, my relationship with my family, my husband, mm -hmm. or I'm just straight up taking care of myself, <laughs> if that means doing laundry, making food, 
going out for a run, Mm -hmm. writing, Mm -hmm. practicing, being vulnerable, reading. Those are the things like that. That's the bulk of my life. You know, the bulk of my life is that. Thank you. That's a great way to end. Thank you so much, B, for being with me today. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Alex. This has been such a good conversation. I kind of want to just keep talking and talking forever. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) The Hey Girl podcast is a member of the District Productive, produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai. Kokai.